is the Influencers Network podcast. I'm your host, Brian Craig. I'm the Executive Director for Influencers Global Ministries here in Bentonville, Arkansas. And uh, we are continuing our journey podcast series where we go through every single topic that is covered uh, throughout the whole nine-month journey process. And we're doing this uh, each week. And I've asked uh, different leaders in our ministry to uh, pick one of the topics they were uh, they resonated the most with them. And, uh, and I'm interviewing them. So my special guest today is Nicole Thompson. And uh, last week we heard Jay Thompson, her husband, talk about God cares. And Nicole wanted to talk about God is willing. So welcome, Nicole. Thank you. Glad to yeah, be here. So, you bet. Um, and Nicole is, uh, Nicole is, and Jay are kind of unique because they're the only husband-wife uh, team really that we have uh, leading the charge in a region so far. There'll probably be more. But uh, Nicole is a regional director over influencers women in Memphis. And so helps coordinate uh, leading lots of groups herself, but also coordinating and training other leaders and overseeing all the women there. So uh, it's really been a really one of the biggest areas where the women uh, journey groups have taken off. So uh, we're really excited about all that's going on there, Nicole. So thanks for all you do. Um, Blessing. Yeah. So let's, uh, well, well, first of all, tell a little bit about yourself. Your husband talked about you guys a little bit, but just talk about you a little bit, who you are, where you're from, um, anything you want to say about what you do for a living or or whatever. And then also always like to hear, you know, and we heard a little bit of this last week, but talk about how you got into the journey and then we'll then we'll dive into our topic. Okay. Well, I am a, a mom of four kids. We have a senior in high school, which is... Um, drawing or pulling out my heartstrings these days and a seventh grader, fifth grader and fourth grader. And, um, I am a physical therapist. I do home health care. And, uh, we also have a, another business that we are running as well. So we are full of, um, kids sports and journey time. And, um, it's a full life, a busy life, but a fun life. And, uh, Jay and I have been married 21 years. I'm not sure if he got that right last week or not, or, or if he we'll, fact check that. we'll check that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So. And so, um, yeah. So, t- and talk about uh, a little about your perspective on the journey. Cause uh, j- we, we talked last week and Jay talked about himself, how he got introduced. And we told the story about how you and your mother uh, both saw something in Jay that was drawing you to want to know more about this process. Yeah. So uh, a friend of mine and I actually went on a little trip to the beach and we were um, talking about our husbands and how they really had changed a lot and had been going through this thing called the journey. And we really didn't know what it was, but, um, and they, the men had told us it's just for men. And we said, well, we don't care. And we're going to figure out a way to do it because, um, we brought the books with us, some of the books to the beach and we were reading through them together. And we were like, this is really good stuff when we want a part of it. So, um, then my mother, Roberta, uh, decided that, she would 
great about guiding the women's group. And since, you know, it was a big, big deal because she had never been through the journey, didn't really know much about it, except for what we had learned through Jay. Um, But there were 14 of us who went through it together the first time um, in 2014, I believe. And we have had uh, groups ever since then. And I think I have guided a group, one or two groups every year for the past, for except for maybe one of those years since then. So um, it's been one of the biggest blessings of my life to be able to guide journey groups. Mm. Well, and and I, I probably commented on this last week, but uh, right when I first started as executive director, Rocky and I took a trip to Memphis and uh, the lady you got, the, you ladies had wanted to, to meet with just Rocky and I, he said, husbands aren't allowed. And you, I think you just wanted to be able to ask Rocky questions and all that kind of stuff. And um, so we get, went over to someone's house and there was a lot of ladies there and uh we were just doing introductions around the table. We hadn't even gotten into the questions or anything. And it was just like, I think an hour and a half later, you know, I mean, yes. and there were tears that we were passing the Kleenex box around. I mean, and, and Rocky and I both later said, well, if we had any doubts that the journey was more than just for men, um, those are answered tonight, you know, because it had deeply touched a lot of women in Memphis. And that was really a blessing for Rocky to see, you know, yeah. thinking, thinking yes. that at first that this was just a ministry for men, not even realizing it was bigger than that, you know? So. Yes. Yeah. Yep. So, so, okay. So in the first part of the journey, um, you know, Rocky helped us lay a foundation for, for the importance of understanding um, the bedrock of grace. And then these pillars, you know, of, of God's intimate nature are built upon this bedrock of grace. And then we access it through faith. Um, And, and then we talked about, you know, God knows everything about us. And uh, Gary Harris, one of our board members talked about that and, and how that is, is an amazing thing, even though you think we would already know that, but it's, it's, and it's also the more that we know that he knows us, the more it makes us want to know him. And uh, we talked about that. And then Jay, your husband talked about God cares and how, how it was so refreshing to, to know that if you write it on your, in your journal, a list of all your cares and concerns he actually cares about all that. And he even answers prayers in the journey for people's concerns mm-hmm. and all that right in front of everyone's eyes, you know, and, and yes. stuff like that is amazing. So then we get into the next part, which we're going to talk about today, which is not only does he know, not only does he care, but he's willing to get involved. And so, so why, why did this one strike you as, as one I want to, when I put out the list and you said, I, I'd like to do that one. Why did you pick God is willing? Uh, well, I always remember this, this one sentence, you know, talk what you just summarized. It says most Christians would agree that, you know, everybody knows that God knows and cares about them. But when it comes to believing that God is willing to help us personally, that is another issue. And, um, I, I went through a pretty large trial, um, with our fourth daughter, Sadie, um, Number one, it was an unexpected um, pregnancy. I had had a a newborn, pretty much not a newborn, but he was about nine months when I found out that I was pregnant with her. And God and I had already had a conversation, or at least I had told God that I could not handle any more kids. It was too much for me. And um, 
he disagreed and <laughs> on came another pregnancy and, but it was a high risk pregnancy. And that was a very challenging pregnancy where, um, we thought that we were going to not see her alive. Um, and I had to go to the high risk doctor three times a week <clears throat> and, uh, a very big miracle happened and she was born perfectly healthy and perfectly fine. Um, however, it still left me, um, with that overwhelmed, um, sense of, I cannot handle life and I don't understand how you expect me to do this, God. And I didn't feel like God was helping me. I felt like I felt very alone and distant and I went through a a pretty deep depression with that. So I could, I could very much identify. And I went through the journey after all of this happened. It was about a year after she was born. So this really struck a chord for me where I would, I think I still had a lot of uh, anger and resentment built up from that whole situation. So what did, what did he do in the journey that helped you kind of overcome that or answer some of your questions or, or at least give you peace in the not knowing maybe, I mean, what, what did he do to help you with that? Yeah. So, I mean, this, the spirit was so sweet to remind me, um, that during the process of that pregnancy, like I said, I, I went through a depression and, um, Jay had, had organized a group of people to pray over me and Sadie when I was maybe about six months pregnant. And, um, it was at that prayer time that we had felt her move, um, in a tremendous way that we had never, I had never felt her move before. Um, and I kind I just, I don't know how to describe it except for, I just had a, a huge sense of peace that, um, God was with me and he did see me and he did care. Um, and you know, he, he reminded me of that. Like I, I brought this baby to you and through, you know, all these, these trials with, with the pregnancy, um, he reminded me of that. And he also, uh, I think I learned and I, I'll kind of go to the scripture of James four, um, two, James four verses two and three, it talks about you desire, but do not have. So you kill, you covet, but you cannot get what you want. So you quarrel and fight. You do not have, because you do not ask God. When you ask, you do not receive because you ask with the wrong motives that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I believe that he kind of, um, he really showed me that the motivations of my heart were not necessarily in line with what his were for me. Um, and so of course we, as people want the easy way out, we want the smoothest path possible for our lives. And, uh, we don't really realize that God does use the trials that we go through to develop us and make us uh, more mature and complete, uh, you know, and it seems, it seemed impossible for me. Like I did not know how I could possibly work full time, take care of four kids function. <laughs> um, but as I learned, you know, that he, 
he did help me. He showed me different ways that he did help me all along the way. Um, it was just, I was so focused on, I can't handle any of this. It's too much that I, I couldn't at that time during that see that he was there and he was helping me. Mm. I'm really struck for some reason. And you've told me that this story before about Sadie and, and, and there was a long period of time where she wasn't moving, like you couldn't feel anything. So there was question Mm -hmm. that she could be a stillborn or, or something was going on. And, and so I'm just equating that to times that we're waiting on God and he he doesn't seem to be moving. You know, we're waiting, we're waiting and, and, you know, we're tapping our foot because, like you said, we want it now. We want, you know, we want our answers. And, uh, and then in prayer, you know, when all these people are praying over you, then the breakthrough came of the movement, you know, and, and I don't know, there's something spiritual, obviously about all of that. Um, and I'm, I'm always, I always go back for some reason to, uh, the story when the disciples are in the boat with Jesus and there's a major storm happening and he's sound asleep, just sitting at the, in the stern and, mm-hmm. and, and they're like, what the heck, you know, and they go and they wake yeah. up, you know, like, don't you yeah. care? I mean, they even, they're like, don't you care that we might drown, you know? And he just, you can just see him shaking his head. Like, when are you guys <laughs> going to have some faith here? You know? And then he right. calms the storm with one word or something, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, and the thing is, is that every, every week I, I went to the doctor several times and I think I had a weekly um, like measurement of, of Sadie where they would measure her to make sure she was growing enough. And if she wasn't, they were going to have to take her. Um, Well, strangely enough, each week there would be um, a femur, one femur that grew, one finger that grew, you know, one toe, whatever it was. It was Mm. like in the, the ultrasound technicians were like, well, I mean, we did have growth right here. So she is growing. Um, and so it was just this, like you said, that it can parallel that so easily because we do, we do not see sometimes how God is working or he's working in these minute teeny tiny ways. Um, and we were impatient. We don't want to wait for that. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, and you brought up a really uh, key point, I think, that we get into in this in this session, God is willing. God is definitely willing, but we can we can get in his way. I mean, we can we can be our worst enemy in a sense of because he knows our hearts. He knows our intentions. He, you know, he knows what's going on. And and sometimes he he won't answer something the way you want because there's something to be taught, learned or a try. He lets us go through a trial to teach us something. Talk about that a little bit more on what you've either with yourself or other people you've witnessed in the journey where that people have, how people have to learn that. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, I focus a lot on the motivations of my heart or the spirit has taught me to do that because, um, we can do anything, um, but if, and it can be really good things, but if it's not with a motivation that is uh, pure, then it essentially is something that is hindering us from our intimate abiding relationship with Jesus. Um, and he sees that. And so that's the big thing is where 
Um, I think as a younger Christian, I was very focused on, um, you know, just doing the right thing because I wanted to do the right thing and look like a good person and be a good Christian. And it wasn't because I loved Jesus. It wasn't because I knew Jesus and he was changing me. It wasn't me bearing fruit. It was just me mustering up um, the ability to be kind in certain situations or uh, be patient in certain situations. But, you know, he, he uses going back to, you know, the trials, I think that we focus on our desires. What do we, what do we want? What do we think is going to make us happy? Whereas uh, God is looking at, at the big picture of all of eternity and what he needs to accomplish and how he needs to use us. And, um, you know, we can either be willing to be used by him in that process or not, but, uh, you know, we just, we have to take a step back sometimes and, and think from his perspective rather than our own. Well, you know, I, I was just reading something this week and it was talking about how we can be so selfish, even in our, even in our quiet time or devotional time, we, it can all be about what we want to get out of it. I think you're kind of alluding to that, you know, even everything can be on our terms rather than if you contrast that to Jesus, when he was praying in the garden, you know, and, and he knew he had to go to the cross and he's saying, if, if it be your will, would you take this cup from me? But when he said, but yet not my will, but your will, you know, kind of like, mm-hmm. yeah, this is what I would desire, but yet I know that, you know, better. So I'm going to yield myself to whatever you want, even if it's not what I want or doesn't seem like what I want in my flesh, right. you know, I'll, I will yield to you. And it yes. seems like we can't really get there easily. We have to, we have to wrestle <laughs> to get to that kind of point, you know? <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I think that, that's a huge part of our sanctification process through all of the rest of our life. Like we're constantly going, at least for me, I daily am asking for help from the Holy spirit to surrender my desires and my wishes, um, my rights, (laughs) quote unquote, (laughs) um, in order to, you know, be in submission to what he is doing and, take part in that. Um, so yes. So what would you say to somebody who is, um, is praying about something and they, and nothing seems to be getting answered, you know, kind of like you and, um, or they're wrestling with something. Um, what would, what would be, what would you tell them to do? Mm -hmm. You know, it's not always the most popular (laughs) answer, (laughs) But for me, what, what I try to do, um, if I can, can humble myself enough, um, is to ask if there is any sin or anything hindering me from, um, or from hindering God from, from hearing me. Now I know that he he always hears us, but, um, you know, hindering him from answering our prayers because of his holiness and, um, you know, sometimes it's just, we, we want what we want instead of going back to that. Like we have to look at 
at his holiness and his point of view and his perspective. And so, yeah, that is usually the first place that I go um, now. And I, and I don't think I learned that way back then um, when I was pregnant with Sadie, but it is a process of, of learning how to do that and seeing if there are any hindrances whatsoever that might be blocking our intimacy with Christ. And, and as I think about this, of course, when, when Rocky was writing the journey, he was just writing it one session at a time and God was building the foundation. You know, and you think about it, it's very important, first of all, to know that he, that he knows everything going on. So don't think you can hide anything from him. First of all, second of all, he loves you. He always wants your best interest. So, so know that first. And then Mm -hmm. if you know those two, maybe you can stomach, you know, if he's not answering your prayer, that there must be something going on here, you know, maybe something you need to be aware of, you know? Um, So if you, but you got to know those first two things first, you know, or you wouldn't be able to handle, handle the third, you know? Absolutely. And we, you know, I always go back in our journey groups to the rungs on the ladder, you know, Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. that that picture you know and it all builds upon each other um for sure because if we don't really know god why would we ever trust him mm-hmm. and come to him and ask him and then expect him to be willing to do anything for us and you know we can say that we know him but do we do we really know him and do we really love him um, and I think that makes a big difference too, as we learn how to love Jesus um, and who he is and, and, you know, what the things that he teaches us in the word on a daily basis as we're journaling and starring, um, you know, it just helps us so much to trust him more and understand that he is there. He is, he is inside of our hearts, figuratively speaking, you know, and he, he wants to, to help us. Yeah. And just, just some people may not know what you're talking about the ladder, because in the earlier renditions of the journey, Rocky had a a ladder. So the bottom rung was God knows second rung was God cares, God's willing, God's able working your way up toward the throne of God or toward to know God better, you know? And so it was that idea that it, it, you got to step on one to get to the next type type of thought, yes. you know? So, um, true. Well, Sorry. Bring back old school. Well, no, no, that's good. Just in case, <laughs> I mean, you and I are old school, you know, so I don't, you know, yeah. people may not, I mean, but you know, I actually love that. I love the new house, um, picture that he ended up coming up with. Cause I think it's even better, you know? So, um, yes. but I guess, I guess the last thought that I want to chew on a little bit with you is, um, so if we are in God's will, I mean, if, if we're really in God's will, don't you think he want, he'll answer our prayers? I mean, like, like if we're really in sync with him in his will, that's where all those scriptures, there's a lot of scriptures in this section that talk about ask anything and he'll hear you. You know, ask anything, he'll like, he'll answer anything. But the yeah. caveat is, you know, he's willing if we're willing or, you know, if we're in his will, what, what do you think about that? Yeah. And I, that's where I think often we skip that part of the verse. If we ask according to his will or for his glory, um, I think it talks a lot about mm-hmm. that. And, um, you know, we're, we live in a culture 
that is all about immediate gratification. And, and we also, I think, think that we know what is best for us, but we don't, we don't have God's perspective. I always go back to that. Like we do not have God's perspective. And so we have to, that's why we have to abide. That's the whole point of the whole journey is if we learn how to abide and if we continue to abide daily and we're, we're plugged into the vine and we're getting his, his nutrition from his word. And then the, we just finished, or I did a makeup session with one of our, um, participants this past, past week. And, uh, we, we were going over the sailboat, um, picture and it's, it talks about us having a choice. Like it is always our choice, whether we choose to get into his word, it is our choice, whether we obey his word and it is our choice, whether we position, position ourselves for the Holy spirit to work through us and allow that fruit to come, come out of us. Um, but yeah, we, we think if we just ask, because <laughs> it says ask and it will be given, but you got to read the rest of the verse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was, I was watching that silly movie uh, that came out a few years back, Bruce Almighty, and and it was Jim Carrey, yeah. you know, and he gets to, he gets a week of being God. I mean, it's kind of ludicrous thought, but anyway, um, <laughs> and, and he, he sees all these overwhelming prayer requests and he's just getting, he's getting tired of all the requests. So he did hits yes to all, you know, on all the yeah. prayer requests. And then there's all, you know, the world's in chaos, you know, because, because yes. <laughs> he answers every prayer. Yes. You know, and uh, I mean, but it makes a good point that there's just no way, you know, it can't be that way. I mean, God, God knows better than we do what would happen, the outcome and all that. We don't even know what we're asking for sometimes. We, and, mm-hmm. you know, then you go to the old Garth Brooks song, thank, thank God for unanswered prayers because God knows better than us and he's looking out for us. So, but yes. uh, yeah. Absolutely. And I mean, I, I think he just, he wants us to be close to him and, one of my other favorite parts of the journey manual is the the front part where it's like one page and it says, come to me, Jesus. Mm. And, um, I just think about, you know, we aren't, we aren't journaling and starring these verses to check, check it off of our list. We're not reading our Bible for that. We're, we're diving into the scriptures because the, this, that is the word of, God to us. And, um, you know, it's the only way that we get to know him and he just, he wants us to come to him. Mm. Well, you know, um, I remember, um, in the purpose driven life book, Rick Warren talked about, um, something that was interesting. He said, when we're young in our faith and we're brand new believers, it's, it's like God will answer the most selfish, simple prayers because he's, because he's wanted just to show us that he's there, but the mm-hmm. deep, but, but the deeper we go in our journey with Christ, sometimes he will seem distant. He will seem like he's not answering the prayers. And Rick was saying it's because, because of what you're talking about, he wants us to come to him. He wants us to draw closer. And so he makes us 
you know, seek him more and all that. And uh, I think there's something tied into that as well. You know, why he's silent sometimes or, or quiet sometimes, mm-hmm. but, but kind of like I said at the beginning um, in God cares, we're encouraged to write down a list of our cares and concerns. And uh, Jay and I talked about how sometimes within two weeks, people will report that he's already answering some of the prayers that are the concerns yeah. that people had. So he does yep. want to help us. He does want to show us that he's there, you know, mm-hmm. which is awesome. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, yeah. Any... And there's, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I was no, just going to no. say one more um, thing that was in this session. Um, it talked about, you know, if it talked about James one and be being joyful in trials and mm. why, why would we be joyful in a, with a problem or a tra- trial? And, um, and ask the question, like as an athlete or a student, didn't your coach or teacher challenge you physically or intellectually in order to increase your endurance? What kept you from quitting the team or dropping the subject or giving up when it got extremely hard? And, um, you know, most of the time it's because we have a goal, you know, somebody wants to get to med school or they want to be a better athlete or, um, you know, whatever the goal is. And so those things are motivating. And so what, what is our motivator as believers to persevere through all the, all the trials? Well, you know, and the verse goes on to tell us to be mature and complete, um, and not lacking anything. And so he really does use the trials and the exercise of the trials to, um, to change us to be more like Jesus and Mm. being more intimate with him. It's not fun, but the outcome is good. (laughs) Well, and you used a word that I've been chewing on a lot lately, which is sanctification. That, that, and which is a purification. He's really, he wants to purify us to make us look more like Jesus, to make it, you know, and our whole soul, body, and spirit, he wants to sanctify us. And, and this is part of the process, part of the training, right? So, yep. Yeah. Yes. Good. All right. Well, I think we're out of time, Nicole, but uh, we just wanted to give people a little taste of uh, where this is not, this doesn't count as going through the journey. Just listen to these podcasts. This is just a little uh, wet their appetite kind of stuff, you know? So (laughs) yeah, there's a lot more that we, we will not cover on these podcasts. (laughs) Yeah. 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 This is just, uh, this is good though. Really. I mean, Rocky was actually excited that we're doing this because he wanted to hear people's perspective from our leaders and everything. So, so this is good. He's enjoying this as much as anybody. Yeah. So, well, thank Thank you, Nicole. And again, yeah, thank you for all you're doing over there in Memphis and uh, keep up the good work. Um, And you're you're also helping women all around the country because there's kind of an emerging women's movement within influencers that we call influencers women. So uh, Mm -hmm. if you're a lady out there listening, uh, you know, if you want to find out more about that, go to Facebook and influencers women or uh, or contact the website and we'll get you hooked up with Nicole and some of the other ladies. So. Yes. All right. Well, good. Well, thank you. Um, Well, this has been the Influencers Network podcast. And uh, again, go to our website, influencers.org to find out lots of information. And if you want to contact us and uh, get hooked up with anything, uh, you can do that through the website. 
um, and also the other podcasts. You can find those on our podcast page there under resources uh, or wherever you stream your podcast. We're on all the the major streaming uh, podcast networks now. So anyway, well, thank you for your time today. My name is Brian Craig, Executive Director for Influencers Global Ministries, and I'm going to keep encouraging you to abide in Christ and go make disciples. God bless you. me.